All right, let's get it started. Like the song says, my name is Michael Mullis, and we're here to talk about exciting things. We're going to keep you up to date. There was some new news this week on it. It's going to be, like I said, up to date. Some some things that are going on in the last year here in the London and surrounding area. It's all exciting information about mortgages. That's right. Real exciting show about mortgages. No, for real. We're going to keep it pretty decent, actually. Yeah, I joke around. But hey, everyone needs one and we all need to save money and it's hot in the news. You know, I was talking with Mr. Stubbs yesterday. So in case you haven't heard of me or tuned into the show before, yes, my name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And that's exactly what we do. We teach you all the different avenues on mortgages. I mean, I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, Just think how banking has changed since the 80s, the 90s, into the 2000s, right? Um, I watched my parents not use the bank to invest anymore. They had got a, uh, you know, a personal investor or a financial planner. When it comes to car insurance, you don't go into the bank and get that anymore. When it comes to life insurance, you don't really walk into your branch and get a life insurance plan anymore. I was like, whoa. So those are three, now that I'm older, those are three big important things to make sure that they're assets and I'm covered. And I wouldn't use my branch for that? Okay, so let's go a little farther in life. Then when you're in your, you know, in your teens and your 20s, you go to buy a car. Well, do you go into your bank to get a car loan anymore? No, I can't believe it. We don't. I did in the 90s, but now we don't. We go into the dealership. They might throw out three different loans in front of you. I pick this one. Lo and behold, I have a BMO payment coming out of my TD account. And guess what? I don't care. It's just a car loan. The payment's coming out. But notice how that's changed over time and we didn't even notice it. I remember in the 90s, I had to go into my local branch, get kind of pre-approved for $8,000. And then I hit the auto trader and could see what kind of vehicle I could find for under $8,000. Does this all sound familiar? What I'm just stating is that just where we get our information is changing. Who educates us? Who advises us is changing. We're getting smarter. We want to make sure we get advice that's in our best interest, pun intended. Okay, so we don't use the branches for investing. We don't really use the branches for life insurance. We don't use them for car insurance. We don't use them for car loans. Okay, you ready for this one? Visas, building your credit. For 20 years, I've been telling people, go into your bank, get a credit card, you know, to build your credit, especially when we have first time home buyers or 18 year olds. We want them to build their credit, but they don't come back with a bank card. They come back with a Home Depot card or a a Costco 3% cashback card or a Canadian Tire card. Heck, I, I seen a card with the Toronto Maple Leafs logo on it. The point I'm getting at, we don't even use our bank's advice for a credit card anymore. Sell them. Very and when did this shift happen? I don't even remember it. So now we don't use them for insurance. We don't use them for investing. We don't use them for credit. We don't use them for car loans. Lo and behold, folks, mortgages is the last thing to not get advised by the bank. Maybe the bank kind of just sells their product. They don't really teach you what the whole market has. And that's where mortgage teacher shines. And, and like we tell everyone here, you know, we're not here to give you a mortgage. We are. We're going to technically create that mortgage for you. But more importantly, because there's, what, 400 agents and advisors in the city that want to give you a mortgage. But here at Mortgage Teacher, we're going to come up with plans on how to get rid of the mortgage. That's right. We want you to get rid of this mortgage as soon as you can. And we help follow up and do that. And on today's show, we're going to talk about some examples. 
Hashtag, but first, we do have to bring up some of the news that we've heard a little bit lately with some rate changing and some rule policy changing. So let's go back in time a little bit with that before we get into this scenario. And what I mean is um, some rules of changing, things are updating. I'm not going to lie, even as a mortgage advisor, it's very hard. Not, I wouldn't say it's difficult, but you have to be a full-timer to keep up to date on the news and, and how to advise people. Because just months ago, you know, the fixed rate was fantastic and the variable was not as attractive. Today, the variable is very attractive. The fixed rates have gone up a little bit, but of course they just had a meeting about prime and stated that, you know, rates might go up a little sooner than later, maybe in 2022 and not 2023. Hard to say. What, you know, here we are in lockdown with unknown things, things that have never happened before. And we're trying to make market calls on what's going to happen in the future. I mean, gosh, if we're so good at that, we would have been able to predict this type of lockdown. And that's a whole other show and not my show in that case. So let, let's let's talk about what has happened lately and, and some of the, you know, changes that we've seen throughout, you know, January, February, going into 2021. Uh, back in 2000, we had the rates go flying down. We saw fixed rates under 2%. And remember, it's a different world out there. Some of you listeners may not realize that if it's an insured rate, it's a lower rate than an uninsured. And I'm not going to lie, most of the listeners on this show, we do have more than 20% equity. Um, a lot of the listeners on the show are kind of well-established, maybe halfway done your mortgage, that type of thing. So I... I just want you to know that when you're looking online for rates, it must be confusing because say, for example, a bank sends me their rate sheet. There's not one five-year fixed anymore. There's like eight different five-year fixed insured versus uninsured. Uh, You get a lower rate if you're living in the house versus not living in the house. Little examples like that. Okay. So what has happened with the rates over the last few years is fixed rates were even as low as, you know, 1.8, 1.9%. Like I said, underneath the 5%. Those have crept up to about 2.4%. Just just ballparking the rates, guys. Okay? The average five-year fix is about 2.4. Now, if we go back in history to the lowest rate ever, ever, ever in Canada, it was in 2015 and 2016. Until Mr. Trump came in down south, that's when rates started to shoot up pretty quick. Okay? Now... That was when we could get a 2.49, a 2.5 fix. That was the lowest in history. Okay, folks, the best rate we could ever get. And those are still the rates today. So although the fixed rate has gone up from just a couple months ago, historically speaking, they're still the lowest rates ever in Canada. So people ask the question, is it a good time to borrow money? Well, it's the cheapest time. So if that's your, now that it comes right back to you, is it a good time for you to borrow the money? Because other things are more expensive and, you know, other things you have to strategize around. And sometimes it's not just the interest rate when interest rates are so low. For example, when it comes to my parents' advice and my grandparents' advice, it was more on pay your mortgage off, pay your mortgage off, pay your mortgage off. And I don't disagree with that. Except the difference is that's when rates were at 8% and now they're down to 2% where my parents and grandparents maybe didn't get income taxed as heavy as some of us do with our T4s and with more tax coming, maybe it's smarter to create a tax deduction strategy and that will save you more money per year than paying off your interest. Okay, that's a whole other story too. We're going to talk about these sort of things later on in the show. But just quick before we jump to a news break here, I want to just throw out what I was talking with Mike Stubbs yesterday and some of the other 
uh, information going on and what's going out there as far as mortgage rates changing. Do you guys remember the stress test that hit us? And it's not just first-time homebuyers. It's every Canadian and it ticks us off, but they're trying to slow down the market a little bit. And here's what I mean. If you want to go buy a house, I don't care. I shouldn't say I don't care. I don't mind if you get a rate of 5%, 4 3%, 2%, 1%. Good for you. But you have to qualify at 5%. That's right. This rule has been going on steadily since January 2016. I remember back 2017 and 18, everybody remembered it because it was pretty big in the news for a little bit. But lately, now that it's been so long ago, you know, five years ago, a lot of us forget. So this stress test means, and I'll give you a good example. I had people that were pre-approved for $400,000. Okay, so they're shopping for a house. You know, their rate's going to be 3.59, for example. This is back in 2015. Then the stress test kicks in, and now they can't buy for four hundred. They can only buy for 320000 That's exactly how we're affected. Now, we got to jump to a news break. I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher, and we're just talking about what the mortgage changes have been. Let's jump to the news break, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. Thanks, and stay tuned. Oh, there's a classic. Here we go again. All right, let's continue where I left off. Thank you for, if you're still tuning in, my name is Michael Mullis, and I run a company called Mortgage Teacher here in the London and surrounding area, and we were on a pretty hot topic. Lately, there's been an announcement of some rate changes, and what I mean by that is qualifying changes, okay? So way back in 2016, us Canadians started to see lower rates, 4%, 3%, 2%. But what happened in 2016 is we got hit with a stress test, and it's not just for the first-time homebuyers. Because say, you know, you're retired and you want to co-sign for your, your, you know, your, your kids to help them buy their first home. This is where it hits us, guys, and this is the tough part, and this is what is changing and coming into effect in June 1st. It's the stress test, meaning we take your income and you qualify, and here's what happened. I gave an example right before the break. I had someone pre-approved back in you know 2015 to go house shopping for 400000 As soon as the stress test kicked in, say they were getting a rate of 3.5, now they have to qualify at 5%. Well, lo and behold, they have the same income, so now they can only buy for about 320 that's how it hurts us. Well, take a look at the market, guys. It's gone way up. So that we were having troubles with that in 2016 when we were trying to buy houses. Well, imagine try, being a first-time home buyer trying to buy now. So yes, we do have a lot of co-signing, a lot of people, you know, multiple people on an application to get that vacation property. Whatever that may be, I love that we're coming together to make it happen. And that's what we have to do, and that's what we help do here at Mortgage Teacher. Now, one of the topics I was saying, this is where the show gets a little more exciting. And I said earlier in the program, you know, I'm going to give you an example of the astonishing numbers that we're seeing in the office. Meaning, imagine you could pay the exact same as you are today, but automatically just it turns and you have more money in your pocket. Okay, here's one example that just happened this week, but there was about 10 of them. And I just grabbed the most recent for an example, kind of like a before and after. And remember, folks, when you're comparing two scenarios, you have to have a common denominator. And here's what I mean by that. When people are calling mortgage teacher or looking out to get some information, it's typically a call like this. It's not really, Michael, I'm hurting. Uh, you know, we I've lost my job. We have... Uh, newborn coming and we have to change our budget $480. Believe it or not, good on us in London, a, a, you know, a, 
outside of what we're hearing, I got to admit the calls we're getting are not that. There's not as much stress as what we thought there would be. Here's what I am hearing though. Here's what I'm hearing a lot of. And we get a lot of calls for this. You know, we're up for renewal. I'm just shopping around for a raid. I don't really know. Uh, we're, we're good at what we're doing. We can make the payments. I got a vehicle loan. I got a little bit of debt. Nothing big though. We're taking care of it. We can afford the payments. And I, I, I just don't like the results. Our mortgage isn't coming out as quick as I like. I don't know. It just seems like every year we go by, we're not really seeing as much results as we like. Aha. Here's where the show is going to turn around for you. Okay. So we had a couple sit down with us. They didn't really, like this last example I have here in front of us, you know, they didn't really need our help. They were just looking around. They looked online. They read some decent reviews. Some other people online, I guess, were saying that this is what mortgage teacher does. Shop, share around, does your numbers. Are you ready for this? This is mind-blowing, okay? So currently, like, I got to admit, their debt wasn't that bad. They got a vehicle payment, and the vehicle's good to go for another, like, five, six years, if not ten. They want to drive this to the ground. But they're stuck in a loan of about, you know, not even that high of a rate, 3.2%. So that's not too bad. And they're making a truck payment of about $717 and they still owe $42,000, okay? The mortgage, they only owe 155000 See, like this is decent. The house is worth about eight hundred. It's gone up in value. You know, their interest rate they're coming out of is about 3.4. So not bad there. And they're paying a weekly payment of about 180 bucks a week, okay? So they're, they're going after the mortgage. They got a, you know, a small credit card of 5000 uh, another TD lo- um, loan that was a renovation loan. They finished the basement, and that's $13,000. But they're only paying about 160 a month towards that. So here's, here's the astonishing numbers I found out. And at the end of the day, guys, it's brass tacks. Like, why do we always, always focus on the rate, the rate, the rate? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's look a little deeper. And it, there's three main things to look at. How much you're paying, how much you owe, and how much is going out of your pocket versus how much is going in your pocket. Principal and interest. As simple as that. The rate is a big factor into that. But folks, just like grade five math, we need a common denominator. So since this couple said, no, 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 I can afford our payments. Like we're not hurting. Okay, well, let's see what you're paying. So when we added up everything per month, they're paying about $3,100 a month towards $250,000. That's not too bad. You got a house worth 800, you only owe 250. You know, you don't even need mortgage teacher's help. Okay, but listen here. So, they're paying 3100 towards 250,000. Out of that principal, shocking, there's only about $12,000 in principal. The mortgage is about 6 grand and then his vehicle loan is about 6 grand. Unfortunately, the rest, they're paying a lot of principal in. Well, I cannot believe that. So, think about this. They're paying 3100 towards 250 grand and only about 12,000 in principal. This is, this is what they have going on. If they say they don't need my help, they're going to continue on this exact same road and keep doing the exact same thing. That's fine. But let's see what could the results be. Like I said, be results focused. So we rewrite the loan. Now, funny enough, they said, well, if we had a magic wand, we would really love to like build a shop on the side. And I'm like, well, if you're going to go borrow another 50 grand to build a shop... Where's that money going to come from? And that's going to be another five or 600 a month. You're going to have to pay outside of this 3,100. Like if you go look at the five years ahead of these folks, holy moly, they're on a money treadmill for the next five to 10 years. And on top of that, they're going to feel this overhanging of wanting to get money one day to build a shop. So they can't progress and develop with cost of material going up. Some people want to get that stuff ordered now. And I understand that. So watch this. Here's the scenario. Comparing apples to apples. 
the common denominator. If they keep paying 3100 towards 250000 are you ready for this? The, the principal, or the interest only, sorry, is only going to be about $520. Therefore, they're used to paying 3100 Now the rest is principal. These guys are going to now pay off $34,000 a year. Now, if I was throwing all these numbers out and confusing you, let me just summarize real quick. These people are paying $3,100 towards $250,000. House is worth $800. They're safe. They feel they don't really need help. The problem is the results. For example, do you know what you pay off in your mortgage? Is it six grand? Is it eight grand? Is it 12? These guys were paying off about six or eight plus some other debt. So they're paying off about 12 grand a year. So imagine paying 3,100 every month, paying off 12 grand a year. Now, if we redo the numbers, the exact same, they still only pay 3,100. They're paying 34 grand off a year. Folks, this means if you keep paying the exact same as you are now towards the exact same debt you owe, you're going to pay off 34 grand a year. Now, what we did is in the next five years, they don't have any more spends. The vehicles are good to go. They're putting their money into the bank. They don't have any other hands in their pockets, no consumer debt. So say we throw in the $50,000 for the shop. 34,000 times five, that's over $170,000. These people are going to pay off $170,000 in the next five years with paying the exact same as they are today. So if they tell me, no, thank you, Michael, I don't want your advice, go on, pay your 12 grand a year. Fine. Or take the exact same thing as you have now, keep paying the same as you have now towards with a new rate. I have all fees, the costs, all that incorporated, and you're going to pay off 34 grand a year. So the first question is, is like, oh, I don't, I don't want to pay my $6,000 penalty to rewrite this. Uh, hello, you would get all your money back in the first three months. And from then on, you are doing nothing but saving money. And this is what we call the incubator strategy. If you're used to paying 3100 and just because rates are super low and your payment only comes out to 1600 folks, you should be putting that $1,500 away in your bank account and applying it to your mortgage. Like I said, we help you pay the debt off. So this is just an amazing scenario of, like I said, that's why we love our job. It's like Christmas. We do your numbers and it's surprising to us too. I, I wouldn't have thought that if you're paying... You know, thirty-one hundred towards two fifty. You keep paying the same, and now you can pay off thirty-four grand. Imagine paying one hundred and seventy thousand dollars off with just your regular payments in five years. Find out this and other strategies. Like I mentioned, I gotta jump off because that went by too fast. But please look us up and see how we're making a difference. Read the reviews yourself. Look us up at mortgageteacher.com. It's unbiased, free advice. Take care, folks. Enjoy your time. Stay safe.